1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable.
0: Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is is The Art of Being Well. What's up and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and the brand new book gut feelings. If you want to learn more about the clinical work that we do, the telehealth center, becoming a patient, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open. And there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we are giving away free signed books of your choice. All you have to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And every month, no matter when you listen to this episode, my team and I will be randomly picking winners every single month, and then I'll reach out to you, I'll ask what book you want me to sign, and then we'll send it out to you. So you can do it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast Review itself, or you can screenshot your Apple podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And again, every month, my team and I will be going through the Instagram messages and the Apple podcast reviews and randomly picking winners and we'll reach out to you. All right, good luck. As you all know, about once a month, we do a very special episode that's part of our Mental Health is Physical Health series. This is this month's Mental Health is Physical Health series. Every Go back to listen to past episodes of these, this format, if you haven't before, to get accustomed to different deep dives. This concept is really born out of you all that listen to the podcast, asking us to really get granular and specific as far as functional medicine protocols, sort of advanced biohacking tips and tricks for different health issues. So we focus on different things that we see clinically for the past 13 plus years consulting patients. So we talk about things like Epstein-Barr virus or candida overgrowth or histamine intolerance or chronic Lyme disease or leaky gut syndrome or brain fog. And we are kind of connecting the physiological and the psychological, hence mental health is physical health. When I first started this, like came up with making this a focal point in the podcast for certain episodes, I wasn't in my mind, I was thinking purely patients and talking about our clinical experience. But simultaneously, I was writing a book about this topic too. And over time, it kind of clicked that, oh wow, it kind of worked out. So this is really exciting right now that we also have a book talking about this topic as well called Gut Feelings. And the subtitle is Healing the Shame-Fueled Relationship Between What You Eat and How You Feel. So it's today's episode of podcast is really devoted to the release of gut feelings, yeah, which I'm really excited about.
1: Super excited. Very excited about this. And
0: to join me every Mental Health is Physical Health episode, we have governing both sides of this duality. We have the gut side and the feeling side, just like we get to talk about in the book, the physiological, i.e. the physical, the gut side. And the psychological, the mental, emotional, spiritual side. To represent these two sides today and every Mental Health is Physical Health episode, we have Andrea Dealing. She's the head functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner here at the telehealth center.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and dealing with the mental, emotional, spiritual side, we have Candace, who is an emotional wellness coach. Yeah. Hi. Here at the clinic. So there the tables are turned today because you all are going to ask me, Questions about the book. So people that haven't read the book yet, or they haven't received it in the mail yet from from Amazon or wherever they buy the book, they want to know sort of an insider's look of what the book's about. My favorite parts, the most like fascinating parts as far as writing and the writing process itself. Maybe I don't know what you guys are asking me. And yeah, you actually have no com- idea what com- questions exactly. We have. You compile the questions. And they said, do you want to know what we're going to ask you? I said, no, I like being surprised. And that's the same way with me on any podcast as a guest. I'd rather not know. I'd rather just flow and keeps it interesting for me and everybody that's listening too. Yeah. So who wants to kick it off?
1: Candace, you want to take it Sure, first? I'll go first. Okay, so my
2: first question was, and I've, I've read Gut Feelings, so I'm super excited yeah, to ask you these questions.
0: You were one questions. of the first people, other than Penguin yeah. Random House and Goop, <laughs> you were the first person
2: to read the book.
1: Yes, you know, yes. We yep. had the insider, yeah. you know, track for that. So no. don't don't feel bad about it, people. If you haven't read it yet,
2: well, be ex- so excited. So, really, my first question for you is: Why this book, and why now? Mm. Yeah,
0: that's a good question. So, why this book? I really feel like it's intuitively. I feel like we're at the part of the our culture of realizing the importance of. Mental health, I think that, that growing conversation for the past years, it's very still much stigmatized, right? Maybe within the wellness world, it's less stigmatized than ever, which is wonderful. But I even talked to some, a patient online yesterday who's from a certain part of the world, and they're living in America. But culturally, they said, I don't talk about my feelings. And it's, I, they weren't even open to the idea of the, going there. And their A score was quite high, which is the Adverse Childhood Experience score, which I talk talk about in the book and we talk about during every initial consultation. And this was an initial telehealth consultation. So I thought, all right, yeah, that's even though I'm in this wellness bubble where we're actually talking about it and it's more popularized and it's I don't want to use the word trendy, but it's part of it's it's very trendy from a click standpoint. To talk about these things, which is a good thing. It's a topic yeah, that I want people it's to be a good thing. trending to look into it. But that's just within certain sects within our community. When I talked to that person yesterday, I thought, well, yeah, we still have a long way to go. So, I why this book? I really feel it's just been on my heart. And as a writer and as as an educator, which is a large part of my job with patients is educating and empowering and giving people tools to reclaim their health. I just felt like it was an important time to have that conversation from my lens, right? From a functional medicine lens cuz I actually don't think there's really many books out there talking about mental health from a functional medicine perspective and even less people talking about the bidirectional relationship between mental health and physical health. It's still mental health is still very much relegated to a mental health issue, but I really wanted to show <laughs> the fact that mental health is physical health and show the both sides, the physiological stuff, like the things that we see clinically on labs, like how underlying gut problems or hormonal imbalances or nutrient deficiencies or people that have mold toxicity or chronic Lyme disease, how those different physical things impact how our brains work, how it impacts inflammation levels, how it impacts neurotransmitter signaling, how it impacts our nervous system and inflammation levels. So that's even less. I just think it's such a powerful topic that we oftentimes within the clinic here can take for granted that not very many people know this is part of why people feel the way that they do. So that's why the book and why now. Yeah, love it. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I agree. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Well yeah, and I really
2: agree that there there's conversation on both sides, but this is really marrying it in a way that is it's looking at looking at it in a fresh way in one place. You're mm-hmm. looking at this impact. So it, I think it really is a connection point mm-hmm. for it's gonna be a connection point for a lot of people and a and a huge dose of grace. I'm so excited for yeah, people to thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited for it.
0: Maintaining muscle health is critically important if you're interested in longevity and enduring good health. Postbiotics, the active nutrients your body makes during digestion, are an emerging driver of good health. Urolithin A is one of the first postbiotics shown to have major health benefits and has become available to all of us right now. Urolithin A upgrades your body's cellular power grid, giving your body the energy it needs to optimize. Clinical studies have shown that just 500 milligrams of urolithin A alone significantly increases muscle strength and endurance with no other change in lifestyle. My go-to for urolithin A is MitoPure from Timeline Nutrition. I've been taking this for a while and I've noticed such a difference in my energy throughout the day. My workouts are more effective. I have more stamina when I work out and not just when I work out, but the entire day when I'm consulting patients at the telehealth center. Timeline has MitoPure in three products designed to fit your needs. They have a berry powder, which is great to mix into your breakfast yogurt or your daily smoothie. They have a protein powder, which adds the muscle health benefits of whey protein to the bioenergetics of MitoPure, and they have the soft gels. For those days, you are on the run and want a convenient grab-and-go choice. I actually love the berry powder. And I, I've tried them all, but the ones I would say i go to the most would be the berry powder and the soft gels. Timeline is offering 10% off your first order of here. Go to timelinenutrition.com slash WillKohl and use code WillKohl to get 10% off your order. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash TimelineNutrition.com slash Will Cole. I recommend trying the starter packs. You can try all three formats and see what you love the most. The other side of that coin, which I didn't say that, is how the mental, emotional, spiritual stuff, like chronic stress and trauma and shame, and this concept that I talk about in the book, you all know because you read it, but is shame inflammation, this sort of convergence between how the mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, is symbolized by shame and I talk about the research around shame in the book too, but not just shame, but stress and trauma and all that stuff—the mental, emotional, and spiritual stuff—how that impacts our physical body, how it impacts inflammation levels and dysregulates the immune system and the nervous system. So, yeah, it's—I'm excited—and you use the word grace—that one of the working titles of the book, and it's on the back. I'm like cover. leaning
2: in. I, I didn't know. <laughs> even know this. This is like a deep fact. Yeah, wow. Okay, deep, go on.
0: Obscure fact. <laughs> And originally, when I started writing the book, I wanted to call the book, You Can't Heal a Body You Hate, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a major part of what we talk with patients. We say educating it so much. People. We say it so much. At the end of the day, it's just my decision. But ultimately, Penguin Random House and people that know more about the book world, Goop, all had opinions of, and I, I like where we landed because we were talking about gut and feelings within the book. And they're like, well, why not just make gut feelings the title? Uh, You know, it's actually really smart because it really symbolizes the physiological and the psychological. So it was a collaborative decision to say, hey, let's put you can't heal a body you hate, which is a concept that we talk throughout the book as well. Let's put it on the back cover, but let's lead with something positive and symbolic of what we're really discussing in the book. Because it's more than just, you know, self-hate
2: and
0: disordered eating, orthorexic, which we talk about in the book. The book is so much more than just that, even though that is- Like you saw, I had that conversation, which is a difficult conversation to have around toxic diet culture and Mm -hmm. anti-diet culture and how they both really are messed up in many ways because they fall short of context and nuance and the sort of blanket statements around decisions that people make in their life. So that's where we landed on the title. And I think it's good. I think it's, I'm happy about it.
1: Yeah, and I think for anybody who's, Hearing these things and oh my gosh, like, am I gonna dislike myself more? No, if anything, like Candace said, this there's so much grace in this book. If anything, I think you'll walk away encouraged by Dr. Cole's statements. All right, Dr. Cole, next yeah. question. Are All you right. nervous? You should be nervous. I, when um, it's my, me, my palms are sweating. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually a, an easy, easy question. So I wanted to just briefly, what's your favorite part of the book and why? Hmm.
0: Well, one of my favorite parts always, and I'll just give you the two answers. One is I love writing the introduction of the book. I love it. And I don't always write the introduction first. We normally get into the meat of the book and then kind of see as things distill and as it's curated, as it's developed and where sort of the symmetry of the book Visually looks like where what then what does the introduction what makes sense to sort of open up the conversation, Mm -hmm. but in all my past books, the introduction has been one of my favorite parts of it because I feel like in my mind it it's like this poetic to this world that they're going to get to explore.
1: So you're almost getting ready to take them on a journey.
0: Yes, exactly. So it's just like this like initial special time that I really want the introduction to land in the best way. So I I enjoyed that. I think it really sets people up to know all the exciting things you're going to learn within the book. So that's one. And then, but as far as the topics, I really find the, the topic of, and the research around intergenerational trauma to be very fascinating. The idea that our health can be impacted not just by our decisions in this lifetime, but two, three, and beyond generations past that we are li- sort of living out and expressing what our great-grandparents went through. It's pretty freaking profound and shocking. It's wild. Yeah, and what it seems science fiction, or maybe it still seems science fiction to some people, is really very much steeped in science and explored in the scientific literature. So some of the studies are centered around extreme geopolitical circumstances like 20th century famine in Ukraine in the Ukraine and genocides and the holocaust which is genocide obviously as well so that those are extreme circumstances but i have no doubt that with time and certain cl- clinically we see we see this a lot how this can play out in upon a spectrum where it's maybe not a famine or a genocide but it is it's familial trauma that is passed on. And the research shows things like autoimmune conditions, metabolic issues, anxiety, different inflammatory problems, digestive issues are connected to these sort of methylation gene variants and how those are influenced by these intergenerational facts. Yeah. Which is- brilliant. I
1: think people's minds are going to be blown.
0: Yeah, it is. But then look, it's like, well, people are, oh man, I'm screwed. Like, what can I do? <laughs> but the reality is- like we see this play out in so many people's lives that as trauma can be inherited, so can healing.
2: Yeah, and it's it's powerful when you can recognize that some of that- that trauma isn't you directly. So it creates distance as well. I'm not surprised. Okay, so I didn't know how you were going to answer that, but I'm so not surprised to hear that answer because it's such a balance of who you are. Like the introduction is your favorite because you're able to like share your heart and communicate your passion for the book because you are this split between that passion and heart and then also talking about gene variants, right? Like, And that's, (laughs) you know, there's so much science in the book. Like that doesn't surprise me at all that that, the introduction and communicating in that way is your favorite. What
0: I want people to take away from that section of intergenerational trauma is that, and we see this for our patients all the time, you are not just healing yourself when you start to have reclaiming your health. You're healing your children, your family, and your children's children, and generations you'll never get to meet. So just to know, that's sort of the gravity in which we make our life decisions, not just think in the past of like, okay, I'm yes. the product of my generation. It's like, yes. oh, what, what's the legacy that I'm going to lead? Not just on a, what am I to do in this life, but on a cellular genetic level, how I'm going to literally go through, if you choose to have children, how am I going to impact generations to come on a cellular level? That is such yeah. your
1: heart. And if you guys knew, well, at all, you would know that his heart, the reason he writes and puts so much passion into these books is for that reason is that we don't, we know that with these types of things, he's getting the ability to influence, not just you currently, but through your work, you can heal your family.
2: Yeah. I got chills when you said that, because we're sitting like with people that are cycle breakers And I don't know that I even like that term, you know, anymore as I, as I go through life. just that gift that I get to go back ancestrally and feel that profound depth, but then even going forward, I'm just like, "Whoo!" okay. Yeah,
0: I know. Honestly, knowing the three of us, (laughs) there's some uh, depth there. (laughs) And and, and in the sun, in in the room is my son. Solomon, I didn't yeah, I put you really of. on the spot. My 16-year-old son's in the room right now. He's not he's an intern for the team and he's like, I want he's just he's never in the room for podcasts. You've been in the room when I've been a guest on podcasts before, but this is the first time. Yeah. yeah Solomon's saying yes. He's not near
2: our <laughs> yeah, mic. Yeah, Saul is not near our mics.
0: You all know my day job is running the telehealth center here, consulting patients around the world, and I love looking at data, looking at labs. And we run labs for people around the world. What I also love are people that have already got some data for themselves and have it to go over on their initial telehealth consult. But what's great is you don't even need a functional medicine doctor if you want to learn about your health. I am such a fan of the democratization of health information, the decentralization of health information. And a leader in this space, so you can get labs without a doctor, is Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations based on your labs plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age. You can see how you're aging from the inside out. As well, you can they're going to give you based on your labs ways to lower your biological age. You can actually see your age reverse. The thing I love the most about Inside Tracker is that they actually give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like what foods to focus on based on your labs, what supplements are best for you, what workouts are best for you, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know you can use your HSA, your HRA, your FSA to buy an Inside Tracker plan, which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax free dollars. It gets better. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So, if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with science back recommendations to optimize what's not working, then visit insidetracker.com slash art of being well. That's I N S I D E T R A C K E R.com slash art of being well. Again, whether you have a functional medicine doctor or not, my goal is for you to learn about your health. InsideTracker.com slash art of being well.
2: Are you ready for my question? Yeah. Okay. Go. So, this one, this is a little bit gut feelings related, but what is a gut feeling you have had in your life and where following it or not following it, like where has that led you?
0: Wow. That's a good question.
2: I love so this question. So, my
0: own gut feelings, I don't know, in many ways, I feel like my gut feelings has, really been my protector, right? My my governing force in my life. I don't always get it right. I don't always maybe hear the gut feelings appropriately, right? Yeah. And that's part of the book is reconnecting the gut feelings. So you have more an intuitive, mindful approach to everything in your life. And that's both on a physiological side, i.e. get the vagus nerve working appropriately and getting your nervous system and your gut health improved, but also on a mental, emotional, spiritual side. So for me personally, I would say you said the question was, what is what is the time that I did?
2: Yeah, that you did, that you followed a gut feeling, or maybe that you didn't. Okay. And like, where did that
0: lead? I, I, let's go with this. I think that's opening up a telehealth clinic 13 years. We didn't even have the language for telehealth at the time. We called it
1: webbies. Well, what we, year was this? We, we called it a remember? virtual
0: functional medicine yes. clinic. And then we called our patients Webbies, <laughs> in a loving, endearing term. I we made said, it up. Yeah, you did. You made it up Webbies, because they were web patients and we had a virtual functional medicine clinic. And then someone <laughs> along the way outside of the clinic said, this is called telehealth. We're like, oh, yeah, that's what we've done for the past decade. Yes. <laughs> and people had to learn that overnight during the pandemic a few years ago. And we're like, yeah, we've been doing that. It's, it's not new to, news to us. So for me, that was a gut feeling that was born out of just a, a mean kind of knowing when I would be talking about functional medicine online, writing an article about it or a different video that was online. There'd be people in different states and countries that needed access to this. So that was a big gut feeling because there was no pivoting needed when everything went crazy in 2020. So it was for us, I don't know, a a something that always been, in my mind is everybody that's here on the team their calling is to be a part of these people's lives and i feel like the medium in which we do so is telehealth and it's it all came out of a out of a gut feeling for sure
2: so adding to that, you know, one of the things that I hear people say is, you know, we see the question a lot. Do you have a physical place or do you see patients in person? And I think it's so fascinating. You've been able to reach more people quickly and actually with more support, because I think this is what's interesting. A lot of people think that still in-person care, that's, that's where they go sometimes. But what we're able to do is support them like daily, whereas a lot of places yeah. when you're in a physical office, it's like, hey, check in and then we'll see you in five or six weeks. This is totally, like, the platform yeah. and how you deliver this support is so deep. Yeah, and, it is deep.
0: Yeah. I and, and it's because of the team, right? We have an amazing group of people that we all love. We're like a family. We just drove recently to Cleveland, the ones of us that were within – I mean, we can't even say the we tri-state area. We people driving <laughs> from New York.
1: 14 people in yeah. in a, in in a, a bus. bus.
0: In a party bus. <laughs> in a wellness at, party at bus. At 6 a.m.
1: Deep questions at 6 yes, a.m. Yeah, we did. So That's how we, we wake love, up. Deep we love questions. what we do.
0: We love what we do. Not everybody could come there and fly. But anyways, the point being is that we work cohesively like a big super organism in many ways to provide the best care that we can for these people yeah. that we really have a lot of respect for, our patients, and want them to, to do really well. And the way that I'll explain it, you mentioned sort of the sort of immersive or deep support. I explain it to people that are newer to this. It's like it's like having a doctor and coaching team in your in your home with Yes. You.
2: That's exactly what it's it like. Actually
0: is literally that. <laughs> we have patients like in their pajamas, in their visits, and they're in the kitchens, and we can like really work with them on all different aspects of life. And I think that's one thing that during 2020 and beyond, during the pandemic, those years ago, is that people got more and more people understood, oh, wow, well, like this is a thing and I don't have to go in to an office to get support. Now there's some things that we can't, like we're, there's no physical exams with telehealth. There's no like, if you're looking for an acupuncturist, you can't do acupuncture via telehealth. You can't get a, a chiropractic adjustment. You can't do physical therapy per se. And you know, in some ways you can't, but you can't do different imaging studies, right? Diagnostically. And that's when we coordinate with local people. You know, we're not replacing their primary care physician. We're not replacing their acupuncturist. (laughs) But we are providing great great functional medicine telehealth care.
1: Absolutely. And I think in so many ways that there's benefits to it. Like you said, I mean, there are people around the world that do not have access to what we have offered them. And I just had a patient last week that was in Singapore. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's someone across the world that we get to love on. And we get to help her bring awareness to her health. And I don't think that everybody gets that ability if they refine themselves to just seeing in office.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Are you ready for your next question? Yeah. All right. This is one that I want you to give some feelings to (laughs) and some thought to based off of some people's reactions to some of our other books. Not everybody understands functional medicine or they don't actually read the book and make an assessment based off of what someone else told them. But who if anybody do you think may be triggered by this book, gut feelings?
0: <laughs> you know, I you know it's said that like if you're if everybody loves everything you're doing, you're probably not doing it right. Yes. Like it's in this culture, especially, right? When you have sort of the amplification of every voice on social media, you're you're bound to get some pushback or someone not liking what you put out in the world. And I you know, I learned a lot, I guess, through the last book. I didn't think intuitive fasting was controversial, but <laughs> There was a pocket of people that it was very controversial. in the scheme of life, it really was no big deal, right? But and when you're in the middle of that, and anybody that's gone through that sort of temporal but intense illusion of a sort of hate campaign or a cancellation quote unquote campaign, that it's a weird modern phenomenon that i it's hard to explain. And it's so new in our culture, right? It's yeah. very new. And it can happen to anyone and everyone. But I think the bigger your platform is, the more amplified it can be. So it was weird. I mean, last time it was, it was definitely strange. It was,
1: and most of the people that had something to say had never actually read the book.
0: Right, because everything that was being said, I was like, oh yeah, I talked about that in the book. (laughs) So like the saying, judge a book by its cover was like not, it was so, it was not metaphorical. It was a literal (laughs) book that you judge by its cover. Yes. Yeah. So for this book, For Gut Feelings, How, who's going to be triggered by this? Hopefully very few people. I think so. And hopefully, as I, I talk about triggers within the book too, it's like, I am not responsible for what triggers you at the end of the day. I'm responsible to speak from love. I'm responsible to speak with kindness. I'm responsible to speak from truth. But ultimately speaking, you're responsible for your own triggers. So who knows, right? I guess we'll find out. Yeah,
1: I, I'm interested. I, I think people will love it. But when you force people to confront things that they weren't ready to confront unintentionally. Yes.
0: Right, right. You're absolutely right. mean so Intergenerational Andrea. trauma and a hypervigilant nervous system. Yeah. Uh, if you talk about gut and feelings and you having to, you have the opportunity to not be victim to your circumstance you have the opportunity to take responsibility for what you have in this life even if you didn't ask for it but say this is where I'm at and let's do something about it I am responsible for healing Mm -hmm. I may not be responsible for everything that's been done to me but I am responsible for healing and overcoming it that's not everybody's ready for that message but for those who are ready for those that have ears to hear they hopefully they'll hear
1: and I I think this is a great lead into Candice's next question Oh, okay. So in the book, you talk
2: about the impact of obsessive diet culture. And what would you say to someone who's saying like, that's me. I know I'm fixated and in unhealthy ways on healthy things, but I can't seem to stop.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of our patients, right? When they meet us, they are very much trying to do the right thing. Most of them are better off health-wise because they had to fine tune a lot of stuff and they've done a lot of self-experimentation. They've done it maybe at different labs, gone to different conventional doctors and alternative doctors to try to figure all this stuff out when you're dealing with digestive issues or autoimmune problems or hormonal problems, whatever you're dealing with. And it can, for some people, lead to orthorexia, which is disordered eating around healthy foods. And orthorexia, just like any disorder eating exists on a spectrum. So it's a conversation that I got to have in gut feelings. That is a delicate conversation, right? So, but I think there's two different types of orthorexia. There's people that end up getting stress and anxiety, disordered eating around healthy foods. And then there's people that have real reactions to foods. Our patients, right? They have food sensitivities, they have digestive symptoms or different inflammatory symptoms. They have things like histamine intolerance or oxalate issues or FODMAP intolerance or sensitivity to dairy or gluten or whatever you're talking about here. And they don't want to have that reaction again. So they they, they end up taking those foods out. And then they have other multiple reactivities. So they end up taking more foods out. And then they just feel like their bodies the food is their enemy, their body has turned against them. And in some ways it has. And that's why what we need to heal, not just physically, but heal their relationship with their body, like make friends with themselves again and make friends with food again. And that's the sort of other conversation that I got to have in the book. It's like, how can you make friends with food again and have fun with food and get find the foods that love you back? And exp- as your gut heals, As your nervous system heals, as you deal with both the physical and the mental, emotional, spiritual stuff, the foods that love you back will, that list will grow and grow and grow. So you have variety, you have diversity, you have more selection to just enjoy life and live your life and not be bound by the next meal and thinking like, okay, overthinking it and obsessing about this stuff. So, what do I, what would I say to somebody that's going through this? I would say that's why part of the reason why I wrote the book is to sort of figure out what, foods love you back. And then as you heal both the gut and the feelings, that list of what loves you back will grow. So that's a big, I didn't answer directly because there's so much stuff to do there, but I teach in the book, these gut and feeling practices, the physical and the mental, emotional, spiritual practices that we've seen great success clinically to allow that list of foods that love you back to grow. How do we get that to grow? So you can have Variety, and you can eat things that maybe you had a re- you have a reaction to now. Maybe you have sensitivity and intolerances to them now. But what can we heal to gain resilience? So you don't have to quote unquote pay for it for the rest of your life, or in flare ups whenever you have that meal.
2: I love that in the book. I was like, there are so many resources here, and they are so a lot of them are so playful fun. And yeah. it's it's such a bright light, but there were just so many different practices mm-hmm. to connecting back on the feeling side. I loved all of like the gut heavy, like this is why this is happening. Yeah. And then there were just so many, there's something for every single kind of feelings person in the book too.
1: I completely <laughs> agree, Candace. Yeah. And I know this was, we asked Dr. Cole some serious, heavy questions. Tell us about the science. Tell us what you liked. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of really practical everyday tips, things that you can implement. There's, you know, anything from a fun recipe to some mental health things that you can do. And so I'm really excited for people to read this. We get a lot of people that are like, I love your podcast. I can't wait to start. And they love our books. But I feel like this can be, I don't know, like a pop culture phenomenon. Like, I think this could go really, really well for a lot of people.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Start
2: making the gut feelings T-shirts. Let's go. Wait.
0: Well, actually, yes. Well, I, I, I don't know if I even told no, you Candace this. No, Candice
1: doesn't know. What? Oh, so it's yeah, so, a reveal. Go. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> when people hear this episode, there will be gut feelings. There would be gut feelings clothing. There's merch. There's yes. merch. We collaborated with Museum of Peace and Quiet. If you know <gasps> Museum of Peace and Quiet, they're an amazing clothing brand. But I was talking to Christian, who's the head of – the. it's his company. And he just loved the concept of the book. And it's so much what they – are about too, is sort of educating people about how mental health is physical health and how bringing more mindfulness and mindfulness practices, acts of stillness in someone's life to improve their wellness. So yeah, there is a Gut Feelings, Dr. Will Cole, mental health uh, Museum of Peace and Quiet Clothing. There's gonna be, I won't, just look, look online. Look, but don't give to
1: too much away.
0: Go to drwillcole.com and see all about it because you can get it, the Gut Feelings March, which yeah, I thought I told you that.
2: I think I heard something in (laughs) passing, but I didn't, I really liked that reveal. Like I felt very special in that moment. Thank you guys.
0: And you mentioned like the playful stuff, like, and there's really exciting and fun and easy, right? Accessible.
2: So accessible.
0: uh, The somatic practices and different breath work practices and meditation practices. So those are some of the feeling stuff. And then we talk about more like bigger stuff. Let's say this, like things that I am excited about the science about. EMDR and how that can help regulate the nervous system and just sort of call to action for people who need it. And we actually have a free quiz right now that we adapted. And you worked quite hard on, on that quiz, Candace, with Yvette on the team. And, you know, we basically took the concepts within the book and made a free quiz online. So you can go to drwillcole.com and it's the gut feelings quiz. You can measure where your shameflammation is. And we go through the concepts of the book, some of the questions that we ask patients, we adapted for this quiz. And it's a good, I think, intro into like, where am I at? And then you can learn what to do about your shameflammation score, how the mental, emotional, spiritual impacts the physical body. You can learn these tools within the book. And we actually do give a free download with yeah. some practices, right, just for free,
2: taking yeah, the quiz. just when you take the quiz, like we, there's customized practices just for you. So it's a little taste because yeah. they're not practices that are in the book either. No, you, so it's, you it's, do it's not. even more, yeah,
0: bonus material for you. So
1: I'm excited. Get excited, guys.
0: Get excited. So you can order the book right now. Just go to drwillcole.com, All the links for gut feelings are there. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on indie books. You can go get it on target.com. You can get Barnes and Noble, all the things. Borders isn't a thing anymore, right? We're not can get it on Borders.
1: I think that they closed. I'm sorry, Borders, if you didn't. <sighs> That's
0: really sad. But Barnes and Noble is fun.
1: Is Walden book still around? <laughs> can oh, I, go to, whole can I go makeups. to
2: the mall? And... No,
0: I mean, and support your independent bookstore. Like go yes. to your independent small bookstore and get, order a copy there if they don't have it there to support them because it's just, we need to be supporting them. But all yes. the places you can get gut links. But yeah, if you want to learn more about the book, the telehealth center, becoming a patient, all the stuff we have is at drwillcole.com. We'll see you next time.